Hello everyone, tonight's episode is about Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde were known for their bank robberies, even though they preferred to rob funeral homes and small stores. Their adventures caught the attention of the press and its readers during what is known as the Public Enemy Era in the early to mid-1930s. Bonnie Parker was born on October 1st, 1910 in Rowena, Texas. She was a middle child. Her father, Charles Parker, worked as a bricklayer. He died when Bonnie was four years old. After he died, her mother, Emma Parker, packed the kids up and moved in with her parents, who lived in Cement City, an industrial suburb in West Dallas, where she worked as a seamstress. As an adult, Bonnie wrote poetry, such as the story of Suicide Sal and the Trails End, which is more commonly known as the story of Bonnie and Clyde. Here's an excerpt from The Trail's End that Bonnie wrote. In The Trail's End, she wrote, You've read the story of Jesse James, of how he lived and died. If you are still in need of something to read, here's the story of Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie dropped out of high school and married Roy Thornton on September 25, 1926, just six days before she turned 16. The marriage was doomed from the very start because Roy kept having brushes with the law that caused him to be absent from their marriage. They never divorced, but after January 1929, their paths never crossed again. And Bonnie was still wearing her wedding band when she died. When she left Roy, she moved back in with her mother and was working as a waitress. During this time, Bonnie kept a diary and in the diary, she wrote about her loneliness, impatience with her life in Dallas, and her love of photography. Clyde Barrow, nicknamed Champion, was born March 24, 1909, into a poor farming family in Ellis County, Texas. He was one of seven children born to Henry and Cumie Barrow. The Barrows moved to Dallas in the early 1920s, and their first few months in Dallas, they slept under their wagon until they had enough money to buy a tent. Clyde was first arrested in 1926 
at 17 years old when he failed to return a rental car. I didn't even know they had rental cars in the 1920s until I was doing my research on Bonnie and Clyde. Well, what do you know? His second arrest occurred when he and his brother Buck stole some turkeys. From 1927 to 1929, Clyde did manage, however, to earn an honest living, but nevertheless, on the side, he took part in underhanded schemes, such as cracking safes, robbing stores, and stealing cars. On January 5, 1930, Bonnie and Clyde met. Bonnie was staying with a female friend to help her out while she recovered from a broken arm, and Clyde happened to stop by. They were, they were immediately smitten with each other. Their romance was interrupted, though, when Clyde was arrested and convicted of auto theft. He was sent to Eastham Prison Farm. He escaped soon after using a weapon Bonnie smuggled in to him. He was repeatedly sexually assaulted while there and ended up killing his attacker with a pipe. And to avoid hard labor, he had two of his toes cut off, which caused him to walk with a limp the rest of his life. After he got out in 1932, he started the Barrow Gang. During their string of robberies, they murdered nine police officers and four civilians. The Barrow Gang consisted of Clyde, Bonnie, Clyde's brother Buck, Buck's wife Blanche, Raymond Hamilton, Henry Methvin, and W.D. Jones. By May 1934, Clyde had 16 warrants for his arrest. A posse of four set up an ambush along the Louisiana State Highway near Bianville Parish. I had to actually look up how to pronounce Bianville. I was pronouncing it Bianville. They were hidden from sight, the posse of four were, in the bushes and about to give up when they heard a vehicle approaching. It turned out to be Clyde's Ford V8. They opened fire. Clyde was shot in the head and died instantly. Bonnie reportedly screamed when Clyde was shot. They fired 130 rounds. 112 bullet holes were in the vehicle, in which one quarter struck the couple.
the coroner's report listed 17 entrance wounds on Clyde's body and 26 on Bonnie's. The posse towed the Ford to the funeral parlor with the dead body still inside. When I was doing research on Bonnie and Clyde, I'm not um, excusing anything they did. Their actions were inexcusable. But my heart just went out to the both of them. I felt so sorry for the both of them because they had their starts in life weren't the best starts. Bonnie's father died when she was four. Her mother became a single mother. She became a latchkey kid, depending on her grandparents to look after her and her siblings while her, while her mother worked. And I felt very sorry for Clyde, even more sorry for Clyde than I felt for Bonnie, because he had such humble beginnings. Imagine sleeping under a wagon until your family saved up enough money to buy a tent for you to live in. And imagine nine people, seven kids and two adults living in a tent. None of this excuses their actions, though, but they had such humble beginnings. And I feel in so many ways um, the justice system let Clyde down. He was a young man starting a record. They threw him in a prison with adult men who took advantage of him. None of these things excuse their actions, though. We all, nobody's life is perfect. I know mine for sure wasn't perfect when I was growing up. But luckily, I had people around me who cared. And when they saw that I was getting off on the wrong foot and starting down the wrong path, they didn't turn a blind eye. They let me know what they thought. And it helped me get back on the right path. Well, thank y'all for listening to tonight's episode. 